This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, The Prophecy 3, the final, most thrilling chapter. Real fucking nice. Real fucking nice. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. Atlanta. Oh. And I'm Troy. True. And don't let that tagline fool you. It's not actually the final chapter. It isn't. There's a couple of more chapters. Well, I mean, they're they're more like appendices. Appendicitis? Yes. And appendectomies. And we're don't watching me like it. I suggested it. Yeah. And for the record, this is the last of the prophecy movies that I suggested. Chris is making us watch the other ones because he's a bad person. He's a fucking asshole. I One mean, fucking asshole. We'll see. You say that now, but maybe, maybe we're gonna watch the Citizen Kane of angel-based movies. We could. No. I'm pretty sure I watched the fourth one and decided there was no reason to watch the fifth one, even though they are very like I think they were shot at the same time and are heavily connected. Heavily on drugs. Am I right? Am I right? I uh, I don't know. You ain't never not right. Never not. Shut up, you donkey! Just to get right. Don't be mathing my words. Are we gonna podcast or what? Now, Chris is just gonna smoke. We have sit here been. and smoke for an hour and a half. That's yeah. It. The sounds of Chris smoking. We've been podcasting this whole time. It's like white noise to help people go to sleep. They just listen to Chris <laughs> smoke for two hours and then they go to bed. ASMR. Yeah, it's just me inhaling and exhaling. <laughs> yeah, but you don't don't sniff the mic because Christian doesn't like that. That's fair. Yeah. Wait, like what kind of sniff? Like with your nose on the mic. That oh, okay. You inhale, no. You know? no. <laughs> What other kinds of snips? No, what movie did we watch or something, right? Yeah, the prosophy. <laughs> All right, I mean... The prosophy. I, f- I feel like you're burying the lead. Prosophy! <laughs> yeah. I mean, l- listeners, please let, us, please let us know if you're aware of any other kinds of sniffing other than the kind you do with your nose. There's probably a different kind. Prosophy. Uh-huh. I'm glad you agree now. Get on with so your Chris, book. How does this movie start? From the beginning. Yes. We Read start- your book. Okay, I'm trying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut up. Read it. Uh, man, now you a cough drop all of a sudden. So we start off with Molotov cocktails. My favorite kind yes. of cocktails. My favorite kind of Molotovs. Noise. What? Molotov cocktails. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Through a window. Yeah. To the wall. Well, yeah, I guess they do all go all the way to the wall. Mm-hmm. And then they splatter all over the wall. Splatter all over the wall. And then they light on fire. Wago. Yeah. And we're uh, saying yeah. And we see a lady who's supposed to yeah. be the lady from the last You're prophecy, right. but it's definitely not her. No. No. Prosophy. I mean, it might, it might be her wig, but it is not her face. Yeah. 
She was tripping. And uh, her her kid's in there. Also, not the kid from the last one. No. Kind of maybe the kid, not at all. A little. Yeah, apparently when he went through puberty, he lost all traces of ethnicity, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, you know, hormones kick in. The rite of passage. Yeah. You know, your voice changes, you grow hair in strange places, you lose all ethnicity. You know, that's the way it works. Fur yeah. where there was no fur before. The bunny, as I recall. It was. She was faking it. <laughs> I'm just oh. trying to figure out like a werewolf uh, analogy to use with that. but like, Thriller. Yes, thriller. A good, good analogy. Yes. Did I analogy right? Yeah, you said a single word, so that <laughs> usually is the sign of a good analogy. Uh, insert insert joke about Michael Jackson losing his ethnicity after that that music video. I would just said thriller. I wasn't even really going that way with it, but that's wild, dude. Really makes you think, man. Yeah. Also, he gets crazy lean. No lean for me, just straight cough syrup. Fair enough. Sprites for Chris's. Yeah, so some people firebomb uh, Valerie and Daniel Rosales' house. Yeah, presumably to take out the Nephilim. Yes. Nippleham. And then we uh, fast forward time units. Yes. One parsec. And we meet up with the Nephilim. Nippleham. Well, first... First things first, Gabriel drives a car badly. Yeah. Uh to a church, which is the same fucking church that Father Martok uh was running in uh the previous movie. I like that Gabriel has Dio's haircut if Dio was still alive today. <laughs> yeah. And there's a sign that says reality check this way with an arrow pointing. Yeah, which would make me not want to go in. Sounds expensive. Yeah. Sounds like it's going to be full of hipsters. Yeah, man. Like, Quit saying yeah. Totally. I was into God before God was popular. And uh, we meet up with the Nephilim, and he's preaching. Nipple ham. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and he's in front of this banner that says, (laughs) "Why, why does God cares? Yeah, because that's a thing people say. Which, and then later on, they they get closer, and you realize someone just drew, like, a blue question mark over the red S in CARES. But it, cares? you can't see that at all. So it just looks like, why does God cares? Why does God cares? That's a, <laughs> practically a question. <laughs> it's not grammatically correct, that's for certain. And he's, uh... Uh... Jabber it on about how God doesn't care, essentially. Yeah. Cares. If, if God, he's like, if God is our if our fathers are our pattern for God, we have to accept the fact that God may not li- may hate may not like us. In fact, he may even hate us. Yeah. And uh turns out that Chucky's there. Yes. But he he's not happy about the message. No. Well at least he's not happy about the nipple ham being there. Thank yeah. you. Or Tyler Durden, if you want to call it. I was <laughs> quoting Tyler Durden earlier. That's pretty good, too. <laughs> and so uh, he shoots him repeatedly. 
Yes. While Gabriel watches. Yeah. And That's how he gets his rocks off. Yeah, because you get... He's going to cut that fucker's heart out, because that's how you kill an angel in this world. Yeah, you got to take the heart out. Yeah. We that's the most delicious the part. Movies. But he doesn't... He doesn't make it. Doesn't get the heart yeah. out. Oh, because he's blind. Yeah, turns out. It's hard to do when you're blind. I mean, apparently he can see a dead fucking dead eye with a pistol, even though he's blind, but... Trying to walk there, ooh, that's too hard. He was using his second form of sniffing, and that's how he shot him. Yes. Secret second sniff. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you sniff with? <laughs> you don't get to pose the question and imply that there is an answer to it previously. I was doing both. Yeah, I know. That that was kind of what the, I was... You're the... You're the... He was, Chris was calling a podcast foul on that. Yeah. He threw one of those little yellow flags at me. <laughs> right in the eye. Right in the eye. I've been carrying around for years. Brown eye. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... The... <laughs> it's the pocket you never leave. That's not in your book. No, but sometimes the book is in my pocket. Your you know book is I'm the saying. pocket. <laughs> Nipple ham. So uh, they take him off to the morgue where our friend and yours, Joseph the Morgue Guy, is. Yeah. I, I like him. He's a good guy. I like anybody who's got a bottle of uh, what I think is tequila just sitting around for emergency purposes at work. He liked to yeah. have a mug full. And and, then he uh, turned on the he, bottle. He pulls back the sheet and he's like, oh, lead poisoning. Yeah. Classic him. Yep. And then he has, like, the intern, like, take the internal body temperature to see what the estimated time of death was, which was fun. Calls the dude Magellan because he can't find the liver. The old liver. And, uh, he gets back on the his old chestnut of, uh, I've seen this before. Well, yeah, well no, because he finds out the kid's name is Daniel Rosales. And his mom was named Valerie Rosales. He's like, I know that name. And then goes and like looks up all of her death information. Yeah. She died. Of and death. She died from death. That's she, all the information. She came down with a bad case of being set on Dying. fire. Yeah. And uh, she, she <laughs> choked on some Molotov cocktails. Yeah. Um, and then they... He, uh, he, yeah, but then he... Bad eggs! He decides to interrupt everybody <laughs> and uh, and says, "Oh, look! See if you it looks like she's protecting a child with the the shape of her body from the fire. Mm-hmm. Fire shape, yes, fire shape." And then uh, and he concludes that that must be Daniel, but now he's on the slab there, dead. Daniel's son. Yeah, actually, Daniel is Daniel's son. Yeah. See. Yeah, you were right. You can accidentally, fucking get it together. And uh, meanwhile, upstairs at the uh, precinct, they've got Gabriel up there, and he's talking to one of the detectives. Mm-hmm. They have a little back and forth. What? Yep. About, About how his his license just says Gabriel. Yeah, with no birth date. With no birth date. She was on her coffee break. Yeah, don't bother her on her coffee break. Am I right? And then, uh, oh, and he says he's 39 years old. Yeah. We'll just put 39. He looks like he's like 60. 
Yeah. He's like, how old do I look? Be cruel. <laughs> and also says that he knew Daniel from before he was born both times. You know, a reasonable thing to say to a cop. Yeah. I'm not crazy. I just say crazy things. I like it when he called him by his childhood nickname. Sparky? That's funny to me. Sparky is Chevy Chase's character's nickname in National Lampoon Vacation. The shitter's fool. Yes. Can you imagine somebody that just now watched that? Right, what kind of fool has never seen that what movie? What kind of person has existed for this long? Never watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation until just right now. Mm. Yeah. New, newborn children? Perhaps. Perhaps a newborn <laughs> child. They haven't been around quite long enough. They've been busy being born and such. They had an excuse. I know when my child was in gestation, I would often put on (laughs) headphones on my wife's belly that were just playing the audio to National Lampoon. Cheaters full! This was vacation. Yeah, I would (laughs) softly whisper every night before bed, Cheaters full! He called your child 30 different adjectives. Before yeah. demanding that your child be presented to you wrapped up in a bow. Snots. Yeah. He's just yakking on a chicken bone. <laughs> like you do. This one's leaking. So, uh, anyway, as all this is happening at the precinct, uh-huh. our angel for the proceedings shows up, the Terminator boom, angel. Boom, boom, And he, uh... That long-haired boy... Sure. Wait, which long-haired boy? There's <laughs> two long hairs and a medium-length hair. In yeah, movie. Chris, which one? Yes. See. <laughs> yep. Anyway, he pulls the whole psychic paper. Only I'm not actually—he's not actually holding paper trick. Yeah, because that's his power. He doesn't have shush. Nope. He's got he that has, fake can, FBI badge. Power of illusion. And he makes a napkin money at some point. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he uh, gains access to the morgue area, but catches up with uh, good old Gabriel on the way. Yep. And he's like, well, 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 what do we have here? And Gabriel's like, hey, you know, I'm just living that human lifestyle, buddy. Yeah, living that monkey life. Being people, letting my hair grow. Yeah, getting old, dying, you know, all that fun shit. Being people. And he talks yep. a little shit to Gabriel and then uh, heads off to, to find the Nephilim. Nippleham! Sure, sure. Who, at this point, has woken up inside his uh, his cooler and kicked his way out because, you know, angel strength. Yeah. And he uh, and freaks Chris out. Chris was mad because he kicked out of the thing. We can't do that. Yeah, I don't think Chris actually said that. Just like that. Uh, yeah, I did. I said. <laughs> 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 I stand corrected. At word for word, that's <laughs> a direct really quote. <laughs> I was here. Erda, erda. I said <laughs> audibly. Plastic <laughs> uh, you. So the nipple ham runs off. Go ahead, Erda, Erda. I mean, Chris. Yeah. And, you uh, say it so much, that's what I know you as. Terminator, Terminator, Terminator Angel 
shows up and is like, hey, where's he at? And uh, Joseph, the corridor is like, ah, he left, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't want any trouble here. Nipple hams. He's like, I'm like three days from retirement. Come on. Yeah. And so he takes off. And as he's leaving, nipple ham, is that? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Nipple ham. (laughs) Thank you. Girlfriend. (laughs) Presumably, it's never really... I mean, it's implied, yeah. but never explicit. It's his life partner. I mean, her name is is Maggie to him, but her real name is Magdalena. Because, of course. Yeah, because, you know, like on the Like that Perfect Circle song. Yeah, exactly it. I'm sure that's what they were shooting for in 1999 when they made this movie. Yes. And uh, Maybe this movie was the inspiration for the song. She's like, hey, where'd he go? Probably not. He didn't just, like, walk out on account of, you know, being shot repeatedly. That's not why you walk out of a place. And Coroner Man's like, nah, I did, whatever, get out of here, fuck off. And she was like, nah, fam. And I have a picture to prove it. Yeah, see, here's a picture. It's a walking away picture. Well, so I just woke up as a corpse picture. And, uh... He's run off. He meets up with Gabriel for like a second. Yeah. And Gabriel informs him that he tried to rip him out of his mother's womb, which seems like a weird opening move. Yeah. But hey, birthday. You can trust me. I tried to kill you in utero. Yeah. Seems like a weird flex, but okay. You're a weird flex. And he runs off into the night. Right. But he, but he's a perfectly normal flex Mantello. I don't know what that is. Sorry, I was holding back my audible surprise. Quiet, Hugh. <laughs> what? That's a pretty good Tim Allen. <laughs> and uh, we're treated to a research montage. Because we have to have one of those. It was a every good, movie I like the, re- the contractually. montage. Where Joseph is using his powers of deduction and uh, alcohol. And left-handed writing. Not just left-handed writing, but like left-handed from the top. Like It's like that whole like you have to like curl the wrist like all the way around to write kind of thing. I wonder how many times they had to like have a guy try that before they find a person who could write in the most awkward angle imaginable. You, how long was no, your wrist? They to, no, they used to teach left-handers to write and like they would like have to curve their hand all the way around so they didn't get their hand in the ink when they were writing. Like that's the problem with left-handers have is when they're writing, like if they don't, then their hand smudges the ink as they're writing. It's true. I don't know. Yeah. I I'm mean, I'm right-handed, but I mean, I've seen it happen to people. You left-handed? No. No, I'm regular. <laughs> I'm not goofy-handed. Goofy-footed? Yes, oddly enough. <laughs> I am goofy-handed. And you do smudge your hand in the ink all the time when you try to write left-handed. I have never actually ridden a skateboard before, so I have no idea if I'm goofy-footed or not. If you want to know which foot you are, stand like regular. Lean forward you know, until you feel like you're going to lose your balance, and whichever foot goes forward, that's which foot would go on the front of your skateboard. Okay, I'd be right-footed then. 
That's how you know. Hell, I don't know. Hmm. I'm right eye dominant. I know that. But anyway, I'm going to punch Chris in the so neck. Coroner Joseph is writing down very important notes like uh, genocide. Human plus angel equals bad news. Wait, scratch that. Very, very underlined bad news. Bad news. <laughs> he writes down nipple ham at one point. Yeah. Nipple ham? Genocide? Question mark? Real? And then a uh, girlfriend shows up and is like, Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, I'm really drunk. Let's get out of here. Yeah, you drive. <laughs> Which is responsible. It, not gonna, yeah, yeah. At least he's not going to like be a proponent of drunk driving. You drunk, I drive. And they head back to his place where he talks to plants and tells her all about it. Canoodling. Yep. Uh, no, there is no canoodling. No. I'm so sorry. Yeah, maybe those are the plants. I said I'm so sorry. And in the meantime, Nippleham has been tracked down uh, Chucky. Yeah. And finds him dead via suicide, presumably, in his apartment. But he has a Braille Bible, which is way too small to actually contain the Bible in it. Because apparently, like, if a Braille Bible, a full-on, like, Braille Bible would be huge. Because of how, like, they have to, you know, put out, put the letters in. I learned that from the trivia on the Book of Eli. Fair enough. Yes, sir. Yeah, and right behind him is a Terminator angel. Yeah. Oh, and uh, but the pages of the Braille Bible have a angelic script character on each page in blood. Yeah. The same one over and over. Bloody angel script. Mm-hmm. That's, that sounds like a metal song if ever I heard one. And uh, and Nippleham uh, runs off just as Nippleham. Terminator Angel. Yeah, that's hard to say for me for some reason. What is? Terminator it would be the alcohol, Angel. Chris. Yeah, probably. Terminator Angel. So Herman Angel shows Herman up. Herman Angel. <laughs> and uh, he wants to know what's going on. So he does the classic angel move of licking a corpse's eyeball. Yum. And then he can see what the that eyeball just saw. One like in the Bible. Remember, I think it's uh, Ezekiel one twelve, where it's like, lick a corpse's eyeball and see some shit. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> then I if think, you lick this toad, you'll see some more shit. Toad I'm, licking. I'm not, not licking toads. <laughs> Homer to Jeebus. Homer to Jeebus. Help me, Jeebus. <laughs> and uh, so he sees that he ran out the window, which seems like he could have figured that out without looking at corpse's eye, honestly. But Tripping. And uh, Nippleham has run off to the local <laughs> donut diner. Yep. He had to get some sugar, dog. And he, like, yeah, he orders a coffee and dumps like the entire container of sugar in it. And then just starts housing donuts. Yeah. His sugar was tripping. And we meet up with uh, Loki, my favorite person in this movie, which is the cashier at the donut place. He was pretty great. Because <laughs> he just shoots him as, look, it's it's not like long, but there's just a quick shot of him looking at this dude like, what the fuck are you even doing? Yeah, he's like, God like, damn. Like, what is wrong with white people? That's the, white the look people. That he has. Yeah, it's 100%. What is this guy? 
fucking doing goddamn white people. I'm making <laughs> seven eighty five an hour. Fuck all yeah. this. And this kid's like weird as fuck, and probably his parents make like more than I will make my entire life every year. Yeah, he's acting like he's tweaked out of his goddamn mind. Cashing him out yeah. was giving him anxiety. And so he eats like a hundred donuts. Ooh, he got purple drink. <laughs> he does. <laughs> does it taste like purple? It gets results. It does not, yeah, it's an IPA. It does not it taste like It looks like it makes your brains green. And this purple's very bitter. Bitter purple. <laughs> yes. That's my uh my Prince cover band. <laughs> it's all hardcore covers of Prince songs. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. Diamonds and pearls. <laughs> I always thought the little red Corvette didn't have enough uh, blast beats. <laughs> Put some double bass on it. You have to down-tune the guitars for 1999. Nah. Uh, ah. <laughs> oh, no, you looked at each other. Ah. We made eye contact. <laughs> Try to avoid that throughout the podcast. It's in my Scary contract. Scary <laughs> yeah. as it's hell. It's my writer. All brown M&Ms, and he can't look me directly in the eyes. I like my bottles of water room temperature. Uh, man, too bad everyone missed uh, Chris's, like, COVID rant about Brett, like, not wearing a mask when he showed up. Huh? That's a Tom Cruise reference. Yeah. Oh. He was very, very cross. Yeah. Tiny Tom Cruise. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's still an asshole, but hey, like, good on him for, like, yelling at people for breaking, like, COVID safety measures. Fair enough. It doesn't make him a good person, but at least he did something good. So, uh, Cruise. Nipple Ham. He's now in the bathroom of the donut establishment. Trying to decide if he's now going to like puke up the 1,700 donuts he just ate. Yeah, he just did eat like 135,000 calories worth of donuts. <laughs> All in one bite. Which, I mean, as a teenage boy, I think I probably did at some point. But... <laughs> Cause, That's man, a lot of donuts, a dog. Hungry teenage boy. And uh, the Terminator Angel shows up. And he's talking to the cashier guy. And he's like, yes. He's like, I love, though, he's like, what's the D on the door for? Which is like the cell, the health rating. Of this oh, that's the D room. The yeah. D he's all like, the D. It's for it's for donut. <laughs> oh, yes. Donut. And what? And he, he asked for one of the ones with the colored something. I forget, but it fragments. was yeah, fragments. Yeah, colored fragments on it, which is pretty <laughs> fucking great. One colored fragment donut. Yeah, that's one thing the Prophecy series is really good at, is just, like, making the angels seem just inhuman enough that you remember that they're not actually human. And uh, he asked for some information, and the cashier guy's like, the donut is 63 cents. That information is going to be 50 bucks. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I make minimum wage. What the fuck? What do you, what do yeah. you want from me? <laughs> and I was like, ah, relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because honestly, Chris, how many people came in and paid you for information when you were working a, a low wage job? Two. And I'm not proud of one of those. Try to bribe me for information. That makes me sad. I guess. No, they didn't try to bribe me. I demanded it. Yeah, I, mean, like, I never anyone like asked me anything that that I felt like I could charge information money for. <laughs> hey, if like, you want to uh, know your schedule, where, 
Although if, if some somebody come in really stoned at the grocery store I worked at, I should have like they'd be like, "Where are the Cheetos at, man?" Like, that'll be ten bucks for me to tell you. <laughs> yeah, they were trying oh, to make man. Cheetos and Booberry sandwiches. Who is it? And uh, Cheetos so, and anyway, Booberry sandwiches. Yeah, and this is when the Terminator Angel uses uh, his Terminator illusion Angel. magic to turn a napkin into a fifty dollar bill. That was pretty for, slick. I like that part. And they show they show the the. Uh, the cashier guy pocketing the the money, but it's actually just the napkin. It's a so spending very, napkin. Imagine the confusion when he goes to buy something. Yeah, he's gonna be very disappointed later. He'll be but like, he tells, "Oh, fiddlesticks! It was a napkin, horse feathers." But the cashier tells uh, Terminator Angel that uh, the the boy is in the bathroom, and uh, Terminator Angel is like, "Okay, dude," and starts walking towards the bathroom right as uh, the nipple ham. Uh, Nipple pushes his way out, and they have a fight. And Boy. there's there's a uh, like a a wooden handle stick that like shoots a knife out, like, like you know it's, it's like a angel switchblade, I guess. A knife stick, knife stick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they have a wonderful shot, like where uh, he tries to stab the nipple ham with it, and the nipple ham grabs like a cookie sheet, and the knife just goes through it like it's made out of fucking aluminum foil. Oh, because it's Which, totally made out of aluminum foil. <laughs> I know, but it's still a nice touch. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like normal human stuff does not hold up to angels. <laughs> I like the fact that it also turns into a grappling hook. Yes. <laughs> to facilitate heart riffing. Yeah, so you stab the heart and it deploys its prongs and you can just pull the heart back out with it. And a But nipple. that doesn't happen to the nipple ham. The nipple ham escapes. Yeah. It runs off. Heart. And they do like angel parkour. Before yeah. parkour was a thing. Yeah, they have some, some real, jumps. like, uh, it's some real bootleg-ass John Woo shit they're doing. Yeah. And they, uh, and, they run through the alleyways, they run through, like, some kind of clothing facility? Yeah, like a garment factory. Yeah. Knock some guys down. You know, your classic, uh, chase scene. Yeah. And then he, but then the nipple ham slips between uh, a truck and the alley wall as the truck's backing up to, uh, so he, the angel gets cut off. So the angel just goes over the fucking top of the truck because angel. I have to say, the shot of hit that guy going between the wall and that truck was the most harrowing part of this movie. <laughs> it made me nervous. Like, Holy shit, that guy's gonna die. I got the anxieties. Yeah, that stuntman did a great job. Like, I don't know how like he didn't get his ass squished by that truck, but like, oh, we call that the bug on the wall maneuver because <laughs> you get squished like a bug on a wall. Yeah, it was legit, like concerning for the stuntman's safety. <laughs> he almost didn't die. <laughs> and so anyway, so uh, the Terminator Angel like leaps off the truck, doing his like patented tight spin as he's uh, landing. And uh, catches the nipple ham, puts nipple a, pushes him up against the wall, and is getting ready to extract his heart. When in comes the cavalry. Yep, and it's good old Gabriel and one of his several late model fucking Cadillacs he likes to drive. It's an old Buke. <laughs> and he just slams the guy into the back of the truck. And he just goes through the back door of that truck like it's made of paper because it, it was, was made, of made of paper. <laughs> and he tells the nipple ham to get the fuck out of there. 
Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's like standing around here. Like, run, fucker. <laughs> Do you have no sense of self-preservation? What's wrong with you? No, sir. And I like the fact that that is a running theme of people getting jacked by cars and then somebody being like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, because uh, Uriel gets, uh, or Uziel, I think his name was, gets hit by the car in the first movie. Yeah, and then Brittany uh, Murphy oh, yeah. says it in the second one, like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he runs then, uh, off. Gotta love that prophecy, people getting hit by cars running joke. Yep. And uh, Gabriel gets confronted by Terminator Angel. Herman Angel. And he's like, the fuck, dude? Like, we used to be on the same side. Like, what, you were talking with the humans now? The monkeys? And Gabriel was like, yeah, it's pretty cool here, actually. Yeah, yeah, being an angel's great and all, but have you tried sex? You have to have intercourse. Yeah, it's like dying over and over. Over, yeah. I die every night as long as I have the cash. <laughs> Hookers! Commercial sex workers. Oh, I'm sorry, commercial sex workers. There you go. And uh, and then uh, he calls he calls Terminator Angel Jones for some fucking reason. No idea why, but he just calls him Jones. Yeah, I'm not real sure what's going on there. I, I wonder if that was like a walk-in, like imp- you know, improvisation or something. I don't know, but hey, whatever, it works, I guess. Jones, it is. And uh, Nippleham heads to the church he used to church at. Preach at. I guess it's it, about, oh is God, that the right verb? I never knew. I always anymore, just so... it was church too. I I I didn't understand like what 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 the end game on his speech was when he was like, yeah, God doesn't care about us anymore. Everything sucks. We're all at the words. We're stuck at the whims of chaos and and then like where was that going? Like what was he building up to with that speech? Yeah, I, I don't passed the collection plate. I don't know. Yeah. He was everything churching. sucks. Give me money. Yeah, which, I mean, okay. I mean, fair enough, I guess. Church. And, uh, girlfriend shows up. And she's like, hey, you're not dead. And he's like, nah, I'm not. But I saw some shit when I died. I'll show you with make-out telepathy. Yep. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the, the visions he had of a pile of naked, writhing human bodies uh, with, uh, was it what's the name? Danny D- Danny Filth. Danny Filth. Danny Danny Filth on top, uh, and then it periodically changes into nipple ham. Oh, the old writhing body pile. Occasionally, yeah, yeah. Danny and Filth. So, nipple ham. She doesn't enjoy that vision. That's fair. Yeah. Probably should have licked his eyeball. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it only works on dead people. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I feel he was, stupid now. He was dead now. for a while, though, so I don't know. Would that work on him now or not? I'm stupid. Yeah? Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean... Also, water's wet? No. See? You're good. You're cementing your position. <laughs> does he get wet, or does water get him instead? That's the question. Read your fucking book! That's That's Troy. No, you. I was young. Oh, okay, because yeah. Troy spoke, so I assumed you were speaking. Well, no, I wouldn't talk to Troy like that. Oh. No, of course not. Oh, Troy's my homie. 
Uh, girlfriend leaves because reasons. Yeah. And then Terminator Angel shows up, and they have another uh, scrap. Yeah. And, oh, and, uh, yeah, and so, and the nipple ham in, in, ends up putting a pipe through Terminator Angel's shoulder and pinning him to the wall. Yeah. And, and he, he books it. Yeah, he runs off. He has like a vision, I think, of where he's supposed to go. So he just clotheslines a motorcyclist and takes his motorcycle and drives off. Yeah, because they're heading back to the reservation from the first movie. Yes. Only well, we don't know that quite yet, but yes. And Terminator... And then the, the, the girlfriend goes back in and is like, and another thing. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. And Terminator <laughs> Angel's like, hey, I'm pinned to this wall. Uh, so that's a thing. Let me, uh, unhook myself. Yeah. <laughs> and it, in like proper terrible fashion. Cause it's gross. Yeah. Just like Chris. And a girlfriend goes to get the hell out of there, you know, cause a guy pinned to a wall seems like a good time to leave. Yeah. He's working on something. Well, he grabs her by the hoodie that she's wearing and she slips out of it and runs to her car and then is just fumbling to find out where the fuck she put the keys. And then he like, apparently they were in her hoodie cause he shows up. He's like looking for these. Yeah. And, and she says, Nope, I'm out. And then he like steps back in her way again suddenly. Cause you know, he's an angel and is fast. And, uh, she gets in the car, tries to pull a gun on him, but he's got angel powers and knows that the bullets aren't in the gun. Because she got mugged once in a, a cul-de-sac in, cul in the bad part of town. And so she carried a gun, but she's too scared to shoot anyone with it. So she keeps the bullets in the glove compartment. Yeah. I don't remember any of that. So you might as well make a finger gun at that point. Pew, yeah. pew. But he does convince her that she they need to go follow uh, the nipple ham, and he knows where they're going to go. So, but he needs her to drive because you know Angel. Yeah. And uh, old Gabriel, he decides he's going to head out there too because he's in for a penny and for a pound at this point. Yep, and he plays himself a little trumpet solo while driving. That was pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty much just an excuse for Christopher Walken to be Christopher Walken as much as well, possible. But he was carrying that trumpet around in a violin case, which I did not understand. Doesn't seem like it fit. He doesn't have trumpet case money. I guess not, but yeah, I mean, is our trumpet cases more expensive than violin cases? I don't know. I've never priced them. Fair enough. I just, I just seems, I just think of his violence as being a more expensive instrument, so that they would, the cases would therefore be correspondingly more expensive, but maybe not. The case would be smaller, probably. Also, I don't know how you'd fit a trumpet in a violin case. Doesn't seem like uh, the size would match up. I think the bell goes towards the bottom of the violin, and I mean, he pulls it out, so obviously it fits. Like they pulls show him it opening out. up the case and pulling it out. Must be movie magic. Yeah. Special effects. CGI. And uh, everybody's heading towards the final Quala, destination. Qualify. The final countdown. Yeah. 
the day. Terminator Angel and girlfriend uh, come to an uneasy alliance. Yeah. Well, he can but she's driving, and he's like, "I'm pretty sure that this vehicle can go faster. Can you make it go faster?" And she says, "Sure," and then jerks the 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 steering wheel to the right and runs it into a, a like a boulder. Yeah, that's a kind of faster. And bounces his head off the dashboard and starts running. Oh, she grabs she she gets out, and then he gets up out too, and she's like, "Fuck, that didn't work nearly as well as I wanted it to," and. She tricks him into running one way and then dives back into the vehicle to get her bullets. Yeah, and loads the and gun. Tries, and tries to, and like, is loading the gun while poorly while she's running. Like, she just, like, she grabs, like, 300 bullets and drops 294 of them on the ground. Yeah. And then she puts a couple in him. Not a good bullet yeah. grabber. And I do like the fact that his response to all this is, I'll have to remember in the future about the turn hard right thing yeah <laughs> like he's not worried about her hurting him at any in any way even though she's shooting him yeah and this is when they come to to their like truce yeah because he's like you know where there's gonna be a basically like god's abandoned humanity so i'm trying to bring about another god who you know, well, basically, he just lies to her about like Periel's uh, agenda because Periel's agenda is just to wipe out. Well, it's to get humanity to wipe itself out so that they can then just have like heaven all to themselves and the earth too if they want it. Yeah. So but he's like, have- oh, no, no. Periel will be like a benevolent, a great a new god, but Daniel's confused and trying to stop Periel from ascending. Yeah, you just don't get it, man. He was tripping. And, uh, tripping frogs. So they head back to the car, which is fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I was like, wait, how are they driving this vehicle? They just plowed, like, like you know, bumper first into this boulder. <laughs> Angels or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. They fixed it up. And as all this nonsense is happening, Gabriel and Nippleham meet up at the local gas station. And Nippleham's like, Jesus fucking Christ, you're always wherever I am. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And he just lets him know that, you know, he just wants to he wants to see how this plays out. He's been there from the beginning. Yeah. And he's like, as, a, as an angel, all you can do is deliver the message. You don't know what the message is, but you're the message, is what he tells Daniel. Yeah. Like, you're God's message. And he just I'm wants sure. to know. Yeah. And he's excited to find out what the message is. And, uh, Nippleham rips out of there on his motorcycle. Goes Did, to the Wallapai, uh, reservation. Yeah. Meets up with Mary. From the first movie. Yeah. Who gives him a rock. Yeah. With his symbol, like the the symbol for Daniel on it, a fancy looking that, rock. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and she seems very like Zen or spiritual. I don't know. Like, she was woke, dog. Yeah, she's also like ten years older, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, and she's like, "Yep, yeah, I saw one history end and it won't begin." Here's a rock. 
basically God God told me to give you this rock, so here's this rock. Have yeah. a nice day. I'm gonna piece the fuck out now. Yep. I have I have done my duty. And uh Gabriel makes a quick stop off on the way. Talk to Madge. He's gotta talk to Madge. Yeah, because he forgot where he's going. Yep. Well he never drove there before. That's true. <laughs> And meets up with Madge from the first movie, who recognizes him like instantly. Yeah, she's like, "Where's your, where's your, uh, your female friend there?" And he's like, "Oh, she's, she's under the weather <laughs> <laughs> when she's really just dead." Yeah, you've got a good memory. Dead under the yeah. weather. And he's like, "And I'll just take one of everything, please." Yeah, it's gonna be a long day. <laughs> And now everybody's heading to the reservation. To get reserved. There is uh, a thing with a sandstorm, which is mildly confusing. It's a haboob. <laughs> no, that's a thing that happens in Arizona. Oh. Yeah. And uh, it's a big sand wind, basically. Yeah, and so Daniel drives right into it because he knows that that's where he's going to find Periel. And um, uh, Terminator Angel tries to get uh, girlfriend to uh, to follow him in, but she flips the the vehicle because she can't fucking see because she's in a sandstorm. Yeah, and he's trying to lead her by scent. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so she gets flung from the car. Uh, and she is apparently suffering some uh, internal injuries. Yeah. And uh, oh, and Daniel comes back and fights Terminator Angel <laughs> and gets gets impaled by the uh, the knife stick, which is now a knife spear. Yeah. Like Terminator Angel just like pulls it behind his back and pulls it back out, and now it's all of a sudden it's a spear. And Daniel has got the like exhaust off his motorcycle. Yeah, I just took the, yeah, the the fucking exhaust pipe, chromed exhaust pipe off the motorcycle. Starts beating him with it. And they have themselves a scrap. Yep. And, uh... But Daniel comes out on top. Yeah. Pulls out the heart think, and the whole bit. Well, he comes out on top, then gets speared because he didn't realize he had to take out the angel's heart. Until he did know that? Fights him some more and then takes out the angel's heart. And he tries to like comfort his girlfriend, but she dies. Yeah, and Gabriel's on the scene now. Yeah, and he's like, "Just go do what you gotta do. I'll I'll wait for you here with her." Yeah, if you don't win, she doesn't get to go to heaven because there's no, oh, no heaven right now. No, no. If you don't win, imagine the heaven she's gonna go to, where all the angels hate humans. Yeah. And Daniel's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I should probably not allow that to happen. So he heads off to meet up with uh, Danny Filth. Mm-hmm. Very blonde Danny Filth. Yeah. And, uh... He got his hair did. They meet up in the timeless void, I guess. Yeah, it's not quite, like, under-the-skin void, but it's more of, like... Middle of nowhere, Arizona void. The fighting void. And uh, Danny Filth is like, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you out because genocide. Yeah, 
Because the human, I'm gonna get the humans to kill each other off, and then we'll have paradise. Because there'll be no more fucking humans. Yeah, and apparently he has to be the one to do it. Yeah, because he's the angel of genocide. Yeah, like good. Gabriel's the angel of death. Apparently, good thing they have one of those angels of genocide. This seems like a thing you should probably have on standby. Yeah, go ahead, handy. Yeah. He's the it's that's the safety switch for when the humans fuck everything up too much. Just in case you ever need it. And uh, they have a fight. It's not a firefight. A scuffle. No. And it's uh, well, it's kind of anticlimactic, honestly. You're anticlimactic. Well, they kind of struggle a little bit, and then the nipple ham puts the the knife spear through uh through Danny Filth, who staggers back, and then God says, "You know what." Uh, the runtime on this movie is a little too long, so I'm just going to zot you with some lightning. Lightning. And while you're paralyzed, then uh, the nipple ham can rip out your heart. Yeah, so he does. Yeah. And then... One nipple ham heart removal. And then they cut... Then he's no longer in the void, but he's standing over Imperial skeleton that is buried in the desert and just takes his little, like... <laughs> special stone that he got from Mary and drops it and crushes it. And it crushes the skull of the angel skeleton. And then that apparently stops Puriel from ever coming back ever again. Yeah. Cause it was made of some kind of depleted uranium. You're going to drop the rock on the skull, man. We all I, know that. I like to think that it was made from the, uh, the heart of a dead star. Also fair. Nipple ham. Eddie, uh, he heads back over to see how his lady friend is doing, whether or not, you know, she's still dead. She but is. It turns out, though, that Gabriel is now an angel again, because God was like, you did good, buddy. Yeah, you did what I wanted you to do, so I'll reward you by making you an angel, where you can then continue to do what I want you to do, because that's what angels do. And, uh... So, he, your reward for a good job is more work. Congratulations. More job. <laughs> yeah, God fervent <laughs> capitalist. <laughs> I, I wonder if he got Peter principled at any point. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the whole part where he's a human. Uh, that was yeah. Well, well, or that was the first movie was him being Peter principled to the leader of the Rebel Angels. Yeah. And then he showed Moxie. Yep. <laughs> And uh, Gabriel brings back his girlfriend because, of course, he does. Well, because he's the angel of death at that point again, so he can just undeath her. Yeah. And they, uh, they're they very happy. And then he turns into a bunch of white doves instead yeah. of black crows. That's how you know he's a good one. Yep. Yeah, that's... There's a... Gabriel gives a little monologue... Something about human soul blackness is where God lives or some shit. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Black God. Like, I don't know, like in Darkest Night something. And Dark that's God, the Prophecy know, like, 3, essentially. Nipple ham. Yes. So hot, Lanta. Me. What are your feelings on the film? I'm sure they'll be insightful. Probably not. It's pretty all right. Uh, Christopher Walken's really good. As Troy pointed out earlier before we started podcasting, it was mostly an action movie with just kind of a, a sprinkling of horror. 
It was mostly like a an angel action film. So it was all right. Kind of awesome. Is what? I said that sounds kind of awesome to me. It does sound awesome on paper. It was all right. I mean, compared to the other two prophecy movies, I didn't like this one nearly as much. I did go back and watch the first one, and I think I have the unpopular opinion of liking the second one the best so far. But so you uh, go two one three. Yeah, yeah, two one three for sure. Okay. It was all right. Christopher Walken was awesome in this. Thanks for that, Chris. <laughs> you're a strange person. Christopher Walken's, uh, you know, he was great. The it had some really good scenes. The donut shop scene was pretty great. It was all right. If you want to watch all the prophecy movies, I guess go ahead. But if you just want to watch the first two, watch the first two. Fair point. Neat little package. Speaking of package. What? Chris, what did you think of the movie? Yeah. You know how they're always calling me package. <laughs> Why? Because he delivers. Oh. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's a good it's a good wrap up. I think it's probably my least favorite of the three. So Chris goes one, two, three. I do go one, two, three. I do like how yeah, it kind see. of pulls stuff in from the first movie, which the second one kind of did, but not really. I like how Christopher Walken gets his redemption arc. I think that the nipple ham is about Damn. as charismatic as falling down a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. But it's it's a fine wrap-up, even if it is kind of just like... And then, I don't know, lightning and everything's cool. That's a little of a cop-out, but... Eh. These were all... I think the last two were straight to video, so... Yes. I mean... It's they pretty good for straight to video. They didn't have huge budgets. I think if you're in... If you're two-thirds of the way in, go ahead and finish it out. There's enough in there that kind of ties it all together to make it worth watching. But in all honesty, if you just want to watch the first one and call it a day... That's totally fine. And uh, I guess it's probably just going to get worse from here on out. So look forward to that, I guess. What do you think, Troy? Uh, I, I like this one better than you two did. I would go one, three, two for my uh, my my order of favorites. Uh, I like this one kind of recontextual recontextualizes the first movie because the first movie is about, you know, saving or basically stopping Gabriel from winning the war in heaven. And it then becomes after this movie, it becomes clear that, uh, all of this was kind of part of God's plan to redeem Gabriel and to, and use that to prop, you know, presumably to stop the rebel angels in heaven because Gabriel was their leader. So if the, if the leader suddenly says, nah, the other side's right, that kind of takes the wind out of the other, you know, the, the, the rebels sails. Um, I, I like that it's an action movie. It's kind of like the aliens to uh, to the prophecies alien, which I'm fine with. Uh, yeah, Christopher Walken's great in this. I, I the only I think everyone does a really good job in this movie except for the lead, 
who is the the nipple ham. As I said, he could have been played by a pineapple and he would have been just as effective. I don't think this movie really needed him to be super engaging as a character because while he's nominally the the core of the story, really the story the core of the, the the story is about Gabriel and Christopher Walken handles that incredibly well. So I like this. I think if you're going to watch the first, just if you're going to watch just one prophecy movie, watch the first one. It's a very good story. If you're going to watch the first one, the second one, you should watch the third one to kind of bring every tie, everything together and complete the story. Cause otherwise I feel like it, it's very like incomplete without this third movie. Um, but yeah, I like the second one, the least of the three, but I will probably enjoy it more than the next two weeks movies because uh, Chris is making us watch the, the prophecy four and the prophecy five the next two weeks. Cause he is an asshole prophecy Four, loosely related. Yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, cause I think I've seen the fourth one and decided not to watch the fifth one. Cause I didn't like the fourth one. Uh, it's kind of like the later Hellraiser movies when like, Oh, we have this movie and I mean, it's okay, but we need something, a bigger hook for it. So let's, add angels in and then we'll call it a prophecy movie. You know, kind of like adding pinhead to a horror movie. makes it a hellraiser movie. All of a sudden Chris is a hellraiser movie. Yeah. A bad one. Yeah. That's fair. So hot Lanta. Yes. If people want to be assholes like Chris, what would they do? Well, I guess it'd have to be an asshole like Chris guy sucks. But if you want to like no bass or like holler at us or what, we're on the Facebooks because we are Slaughterhouse Princess. You can email us directly at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, like Twitter, Slaughter Prince. Reddit, SHP Podcast. We're on Google in its entirety. YouTube. Uh, iHeartRadio. Spotify. Anything that knows what a podcast is. If you go to uh, slaughterhouseprincess.com, it's got all that crap. You can bark at your Alexis to make it go Slaughterhouse Princess. Discord, Patreon, and store.slaughterhouseprincess.com. That's most of it. Sure is. So come back next time for the Prophecy 4, loosely related. And while other podcasts think about movies, we are everywhere on Google. Bye. Low and slow.